Blackwater, The Wagner Group, Executive Outcomes, The Flying Tigers, The Swiss Guard, The White Company, The Knights Templar, The Varangian Guard, Clercus of Sparta, Pythagoras the Spartan, Mentor of Rhodes, Socrates of Achaea. The list is endless. Mercenaries, Guns for Hire, Soldiers of Fortune, Private Military Companies, Private Security Contractors, Dirty Deeds, <laughs> not so dirt cheap. History is replete with privatized militaries. Call them what you want. They have been around for a very long time, and they are very likely not going away anytime soon. And like it or not, wars are good, very good, for business. Furthermore, history tells us that more people are enslaved and killed by such means as greed, corruption, oppression, and tyranny than by any other means. So choose the red pill, remove your blinders, all of them, and take a good sensory inventory of what you're being told and shown to believe. Because here we go. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Oconus, The Contractor's Life. Talking from the relatively insulated and bucolic rural foothills of northwestern Washington State. I'm your host, Scott Dresser. Life as a private security contractor in a hostile or a war-torn zone, or as some call it, an austere or a non-permissive environment. Well, it is a mixed bag of blessings. Some good and some not so good. All in all though, private security contracting is much the same as life. It is what you make it. The MENA region, or the Middle East North Africa region. Lands of enchantment, lands of mystery, lands of the old ones and the ancient ones. Myths, legends, folklore, maybe. If you believe what you read in the ancient and the holy texts, then you know that it all centered around what we refer to as the MENA region. That's right the Mediterranean. And you probably also know that to every legend or myth, there is a base of at least some truth. Alright folks, that said, welcome back to the official start of Season 3 of Oconus, The Contractor's Life. I want to thank everybody that's listening uh, for staying tuned <laughs> for sticking with it you people are fabulous there are literally hundreds of views um, and searches for Oconus the contractor's life at LinkedIn alone <laughs> amazing um, anyway thank you very much uh, so with this new season uh, I wanted to start by saying you know a lot and you all know this it doesn't matter where you're listening to this from. You know that a lot has changed in our world uh, since the end of Season 2 last year and the beginning of Season 3 now. 
Uh, and that's really not the space for this podcast. So I've really, I might occasionally <laughs> dabble or, or jump into something here and there, but hopefully only as it applies to, say, a private security contractor, independent contractor, um, you know, or as some people still refer to it when they talk with me or discuss with me, mercenary. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, we sometimes we might blur the lines, but, and there are plenty, trust me, there's plenty of mercenaries out there. Um, all you got to do is look around, read, um, and, and open your ears, dig that earwax out, <laughs> take the blinders off, um, and, uh, you, you know, if you're seeing, hearing, reading and smelling properly, you're going to see things in a, in a whole different light. So as I sometimes still tell people, uh, take the red pill and, uh, brace for impact because it's going to be an uncomfortable ride, but you will get used to it. Eventually <laughs> you'll come out the other side. You'll be just fine. But you should be appalled at, at, at what you see, hear, read, and smell. You should be absolutely appalled. Uh, but that said, so, you know, it, it, still, it still amazes me. People still f frequently um, ask me, so, I mean, what do guys like us do when we're not working? And, uh, you know, it's, we're, you know, a lot of us. I mean, you know, we're, we're not much different than most folks in terms of you know being human <laughs> okay so we have a wide variety of things that interest us and don't interest us stuff that we engage in stuff we don't engage in so in our downtime our hobbies you know our pastimes you know our relationships uh we're not much different really than most people so you know, for me, for example, when I'm not working, when I'm not actively working, what do I, am I doing? Uh, I mean, a myriad of things. Um, I'm doing this podcast or I'm doing a different podcast as a co-host. And for those who are listening, um, I am a co-host of The Veterans Angle. That is The Veterans Angle. And that can be found at veteransangle.com, the official website. We also have uh, numerous outlets that were slowly but surely um, uh, opening and starting. But our primary channel for our video podcast for the Veterans Angle is at Rumble. Okay, So just go to rumble.com and search for the Veterans Angle. Um, and from there, you know, you'll see. But uh, like anything else, like any new project that started, you know, Standing it up, as we call it in contracting or even in the military, standing up a new project can be a lot of work. Okay, but you take it, you run with it, and as most of us, or certainly many of us, have come to discover, you got to do something. You got to get it going. Okay, rarely do your plans work out the way you thought they were going to for a variety, I mean, just a wide variety of reasons. Okay, so, uh, you know, you, you, you tweak it, you modify it, you, you do those things as you move along. Now, do you take what some folks would refer to as best practices, you know, or, you know, certain standards to start with? Yeah, of course you do. Whether you're in, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, private, public, something quasi in between or a mishmash of them. It never hurts 
in fact, is a good thing to start with what you know. But be very, very willing to be flexible and change and adapt as needed. Go with the flow, as they might say. Okay. Now, by that, I don't mean turn a blind eye. Okay. If you see something that's not right, you should raise your hand or speak up and say something about it. And if you get an angry retort, well, you, you know, what are your choices? Stand your ground and continue or, you know, shrivel and cower in the corner, <laughs> you know, or, or leave. Um, seen a lot of that lately. Um, you know, I'm not the only one that's, that's part of, I mean, there are many, many, many groups of us out there in, I don't know, chat groups and, and you know, and we call each other and talk and whatnot, but there's a lot of stuff going on. So, but back to the thing about what do we do in our, in our off time? I mean, you know, if we're married, we spend time with our wife. Um, if we got children, we try to spend time with them. If we got animals, we do what we can if they don't annoy the heck out of us. Um, but you know, I mean, I mean, I've had hobbies. I don't partake in them much anymore. In fact, it's, it's really kind of a rarity, but I mean, I've had hobbies like, uh, kite flying, model building, whether it was jets or ships. For example, uh, you know, read books of various flavors, watch movies, listen to music, go for a drive, go out and visit people that, you know, that have a business in town, get out, you know, enjoy the sunshine or the liquid sunshine, as we might call it where I live, um, you know, but get, you know, so it, you know, I might go out and do some yard work. We've got, you know, a lot of unimproved property out here, uh, might be you know, take stuff out to the burn pit, might go out and do some shooting or dry fire practice. Um, I might do the mental thing. Um, I think you've, some of you have heard me talk about it. Um, it, in my day when I grew up, when I was first introduced to it and in its first, as I recollect iteration, it was called psycho cybernetics. Okay. Basically the fine art of mentally envisioning what you're doing or what you want to do. Uh, to the point that it, it becomes more than just a dream state. You're uh, almost trance-like. You And if you do it properly and you do it right and do it long enough, you'll get to a point where, I mean, it, it's amazing. Sometimes, oftentimes actually, and it should get to a point where every time, you can literally smell, hear, feel, touch what you're doing. That's how good you've gotten at it. That's how focused you are at it. And it's, it is absolutely almost stunningly amazing how well that transitions into doing the actual thing. So when you're doing dry fire practice, uh, yeah, you got to go through the mechanics and the motions and everything else. So you got to do all that stuff. But I have gotten to a point, and, and I know others do this as well. I don't know how many. Um, I certainly don't have an accurate gauge on it. But we're... I will frequently close my eyes as I'm doing stuff and then open them to see where I ended up. Okay, so that's, you know, that harkens to what we call muscle memory, okay? Uh, because in the oh shit, <laughs> this really counts moment, you're kind of going to need that, okay? Uh, frequently, and I think if you talk to guys that have experienced it, uh, you almost always, if not always, revert to some form of at least, if not completely, gross motor skills, so you better work on those. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so as a private security contractor, independent contractor, I call myself both because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm licensed to do 
security work where I'm at. <clears throat> I've got uh, uh, security cards in, in other states. I'm working on maybe other states getting security cards in those as well. Um, in some states, again, depending on which state you're in, uh, the card is yours. Uh, nobody owns it. You hold it. You can work for any company you want in that state. Uh, and if you're properly licensed, again, it depends on states, but frequently you can work in those states under your license, provided you're properly subcontracted and, and go through the proper process of doing that. Now, you know, you do have limited times. In some places, it's as little as a month. Others, it's as much as three to six months. Um, so, you know, again, what, what is a guy like me or people like me that I know, what do we do? Well, again, uh, and some of them, um, have just gotten out completely. They, they, for a variety of reasons, they just don't want to be part of it. They've gone into completely different divergent, um, industries. I've talked with a few guys that are talking about getting back in it. They see the money and some people go, aha, see, that's what it's all about. The money. Well, <laughs> you know, Let's be honest. For some folks, that is <clears throat> what it's all about. It's all about the money for some guys, some gals. That's just the way it is. It doesn't matter, but that applies equally pretty much to every industry. But there are those of us that do it because we, A, as I've said before, we enjoy what we do. We're pretty good at what we do. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can make a difference. So, uh, but yeah, the money, the money should be there. I mean, unless you... In my opinion, unless you are uh, financially successful, unless you can retire with a stream or multiple streams of income where you can lead a comfortable lifestyle, at least as comfortable as the one you were leading or are currently leading while actively employed or working in your own business, you know, you might want to consider waiting until you get there. Um, there's no shortage of stories uh, of people that said, you know, maybe I should have waited or I should have done this or that. Uh, so for a variety of reasons, I, I still I still do it. Um, and there's a lot of guys, a lot of people that are going back overseas and that are talking about getting back into it because as we see, the world is far from safe and our services are needed. Okay. At home as well. Um and in ways that probably a lot of us never thought we would be using our skills and what we've learned to do some of the things that some of us are doing. Um, you know, and I suppose, and for the most part, I'm okay with it, as long as, and, you know, some guys will say different things, but it seems like certainly a majority, at least a simple majority, tend to agree it should be ethical, it should be moral. It should be transparent above the board. Because uh, none of us, none of us, what we would refer to as reasonable, rational, law-abiding citizens wants to go out there and start doing things for whatever reason you might have, usually because it's money involved. Okay? We don't want it to be get engaged in things. They're going to become a quagmire and cause us problems and, and harm. Uh because a lot of us are married, and we have children, and we have businesses, and we have other interests, and there's no reason to, <laughs> to bring those down. Um, so again, you know, private security contractors, independent contractors, um, you know, mercenaries, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, and, and like 
a lot of people in a lot of industries. There's those that really know what they're doing and talking about, and there's those that don't. And as a lot of people are coming to discover, there's a lot more of us that don't know what we're talking about, don't know what we're doing, but do a really good job of the dog and pony, smoke and mirror, uh, Playhouse 90 type thing. And there's a lot of them out there. <clears throat> and some of you folks, and I've talked with, you know, business entities across industries, you know, where they inquire about services. And some of them come right out and say, look, I've been, I've been down that road before, been around the block a few times. And they appreciate that upfront, honest, just direct, straightforward approach to things. And, uh, you know, I pretty much break it down. But private security contracting, <laughs> like anything, where you are an independent contractor, you're W-9, okay? You're either the prime contractor or you're the subcontractor. It is wholly different, wholly different than the W-2 standard employment situation, which so many people are still in. But all that said, again, um, I mean, I've got plenty of beefs, <laughs> plenty of beefs. Um, and, you know, so this podcast is narrowly focused on the contractor's life, uh, specifically Oconus. But a lot of it happens lately in the last, I don't know, four to seven years here in the States. Still a lot of guys out there, some of them I know, that are out there on the high seas doing maritime security or quasi-maritime security still a lot of guys are out there boots on the ground somewhere in a country that you may or may not have heard of doing the king's bidding you know whatever uncle sam is asking for sometimes you know they actually get some sort of direct project or contract with a private or government and entity usually they're they're both involved in foreign countries um, and usually, but maybe not always, um, it's not contrary to U.S. interests. Um, but that's not to say that there ain't that, that there are not projects out there like that because there are. There's plenty of projects out there where that are contrary officially to U.S. interests. Um, and sometimes guys get hemmed up with that. But you know that's the contractor's life. I mean, you know. We say, look, big boy rules. You know what you're getting into. You should know what you're getting into. You should look into it. You should research it. You should know what you're getting into before you get into it. Once you get there, if it turns out to be something different and you realize this may not be what I thought I was signing up for, no shame in saying, you know what? Today, tomorrow, next week, I'm done. Got to go. You know, use whatever excuse you got to use. You know, don't get, <laughs> don't be so stubborn and prideful, you know, and it's like, well, I'm not a contract jumper. I don't do that. Well, okay, you know, whatever, you know, stick it out. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't, you know, <laughs> experience is the best teacher, right? Anyway, all right. So with that said, I want to say thank you again. Welcome to season three of Oconus the Contractor's Life. And thank you everyone for taking time out of your day afternoon or evening to listen to me talk about the private security contracting industry particularly overseas but also as well as here in the states all right thank you to my wife 
for whom I owe immeasurable gratitude for pretty much everything in my life. Thank you to my family, my friends, and all the people, male and female, who have been and still are a part of my life. Remember, folks, it takes a team. The grass is not always greener on the other side. Be careful what you wish for. You might just get it. Stay humble, stay safe, and keep others safe by being aware and stay frosty. Until next time, folks, keep it real. Oconus the Contractor's Life extends a special thank you to music composer Kava Cohen and to Colin Perry of Ninja Tracks for allowing Oconus the Contractor's Life the use of Kava's song, Heavy Clutch, from the music soundtrack to the game Forza Motorsport 7. And also, a big thank you to Andres Rodriguez, who can be found at the Fiverr website for his excellent original music scores.